What's up, fellas? Welcome back to the Dad the Man podcast, where we love and lead ourselves, our families, and our communities from the front unconditionally, from this place of opportunity and not obligation, but all at the same time still pursue our own personal and professional goals as well. My name is Brendan Wall, and I am your host, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. Whether this is your first time listening or if you followed every episode along the way, thank you for being here. You could spend your time doing anything else and you have chosen to listen to this show i take that very seriously and my goal is to give you the best return on that time that i possibly can so thank you for tuning in thank you for supporting this show let's get right into it and before i introduce our guest this week i want to do a quick plug for the dad the man facebook group we're building a brotherhood over there it's totally free find it on facebook go to group search for dad the man or you can click on the link in the show notes on whatever platform you are listening to this episode you know as men husbands and fathers we face a unique set of of circumstances but the interesting thing is is that all of us as men husbands and fathers are are falling into very similar situations and circumstances so we're not in this alone we tend to think that we are but we're not in this alone. So we've got this group of guys that we're building, guys to learn from, guys to lean on, guys, other guys to pour into. There's inspiration, there's motivation, there's building people up. It's all happening in the group. Again, totally free. No excuse not to join. If you're not in there already, please come join us. I hope to see you soon. So today's guest is none other than the David Meltzer. So David is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing and formerly served as CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. His life's mission is to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. This simple yet powerful mission has led him on an incredible journey to provide one thing for everyone he comes into contact with, and that is value. In all his content and communication, that's exactly what you will receive. And there is certainly a lot of it, whether it's on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, podcasts, anywhere else, you name it, David is everywhere. One thing I really appreciate about David is his willingness to share the darker parts of his past for the good of serving other people. From multimillionaire to broke to multimillionaire, again, David's roller coaster story is equal parts educational and inspiring. Above it all, David is a phenomenal man, husband, and father, and it was an honor to host him on the show. So here's my conversation with the David Meltzer. And we are live with the one and only David Meltzer. David, I want to thank you so much for making the time to join us here today. It's both an honor and a privilege to receive the gift of your time. So thank you for, uh, for, sh for showing up here today. Super excited to have you here on the show, and welcome to the Dad the Man podcast. Well, this is a non-negotiable in my life, so it's prioritized accordingly, and I take it as a amazing honor to be here and also uh, allows me on my mission to empower others, to empower others to be happy. And my most important activity uh, is being a father and a husband, so no better place I'd like to be than here. Awesome. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's really cool. This is an honor and a privilege, like I said. So man, I'm going to, I'm going to get right into it. So David, anybody who follows you, follows your content, listens to your podcast, reads your books, hears you speak in any way, they know that at the core of, 
everything that you speak, your message is all about gratitude and happiness. It's all about seeing the obstacles, the challenges, uh, the things that we have to overcome in life, not seeing them as things that are happening to us, but instead happening for us and are therefore opportunities to grow. Now, with that context, I'm going to use that as my, my diving board to cannonball directly into the deep end here with you, like I told you that I would. So a couple of weeks ago, you posted a clip on Instagram, on one of your reels, talking about um, it was a, a night that you said changed your life. You said it was a night that maybe you lied to your wife. I think she, it was the first time you mentioned that she had stood up to you. So rather than waiting into the shallow end, can we dive in right there and tell us what yeah. happened that night? And then I would love to kind of hear the evolution from that point of how you said, hey, here's my turning point. And here's what I did to be the man, husband and father that I know that I can be. Yeah. And it's important to dive deep uh, because we have such a short amount of time. I want people to know that these inflection points, uh, these defined moments of our life in the past are relative to the meaning we're capable of giving it. And it has different meanings from when it occurred to here 16 years later to where I stand today, a better person promoted and protected by that inflection point, by that defined moment. I had lied to my wife. My wife told me not to go to the Grammy Awards that night. She had told me I wanted to go with Little John, the rapper. And she told me I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention to my family. I wasn't paying attention to the activity I got paid for. And I wasn't paying attention to my health. And she was concerned. And I wasn't listening as usual. And so I went anyway and I lied to her and told her I had a business meeting. Well, I came home a wreck at 530 in the morning and she was waiting for me. And she told me, uh, as you stated, stood up to me and said, I'm not happy. You better take stock in who you are, what you want to become. I'm leaving because I don't want to be a witness to your demise, to your death. And that's where I think you're going. So I'm going to take your three beautiful daughters who were under the age of eight at the time, and I'm going to protect them and promote them by not being with you anymore. Now, my initial reaction was the same as it was to my mom when she stood up to me, my dad when he stood up to me, my best friend Rob, who I'd also known since the fourth grade, when he stood up to me, my initial reaction was, F you, I hate you. How dare you speak to me this way? I am here, you ungrateful person. How dare you talk to the almighty wizard of dumbness this way? And I went to bed and yet I woke up in the morning so angry at everyone, hating everyone. And I looked as I was thinking about how to take away my wife's happiness, her money and my kids and get a great lawyer like a lot of idiots think. I looked over in my closet and there was a jacket that my father had given to me when I was 30 years old, when I told him I hated him, when I called him a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, overseller, backend seller, and told him I was nothing like him, when he had given me a jacket to hang in my closet with no pockets to remind me that you could not take anything with you when you're gone, that money would not buy happiness. He wanted me to be buried in that jacket uh, to remind me what life was about. And I looked over and saw that jacket and realized at that moment, that was my defining meaning that I don't hate my mom, my dad, my best friend, or especially my wife. I hated myself. And I think in order to be a great 
spouse and a great father, you have to start with self. And I, from that day on, created values and practices and took stock in who I was and what I wanted to become. I gave a different meaning to my life, shifting a paradigm from being a victim into being a promotion. I gained faith that day and have practiced faith every day and enhanced that faith since then. And I tried to encourage or empower other people uh, to do the same, uh, to live their lives with non-negotiables of health, which is taking family and then activity that you get paid for. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. And it's a, it's a, the story itself is a great, to me, illustration of just redemption, man. It's, it's so cool. It's so cool to see that you were in that moment. And that's where I want to go in the moment. You said, like, initially you're pissed, you're defensive. You know, who are these people to be telling me that I've got a problem, right? And so on down the line, everybody you, you really love and care about and that cares about you. What was the process like turning the wheel, turning back out and saying, okay, maybe, maybe all the people that really know and love me are right. What was that like for you in your head? How long did that take? How did you work through that? I always say it's taking 16 years. Uh, the difference today is I spend minutes and moments in that ego-based consciousness every day. Every day I have a need to be right. I have a need to be offended. I have a need to be separate, inferior, and superior. I have a need to be anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful. All of these ego-based consciousness every day. The difference is I have practiced identifying that. I practice stopping, not resisting, overselling, backend selling, lying, manipulating, denying, and cheating it. I just stop and breathe and get to center. And then I remind, remember, and recollect. And remember, remind and recollect to what? To a bigger and more powerful source, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source, an omniscient, omnipresent source that loves me more than my mom. And so that practice started 16 days, 16 years ago, and it has evolved. And initially it started with just reminding, remembering, and recollecting three things. One, gratitude, which you mentioned earlier. I try to find the light, the love, and the lessons in everything, circumstances, events, and people's ideas that I have. Then it was forgiveness, which if you want to live at ease and get rid of the dis-ease in your life, you need to be a master of practicing forgiveness and forgiving ourselves so we can forgive others. And then one of the interesting ones is accountability, uh, Brendan, because accountability has changed for me. First, it started as responsibility, right? I'm responsible for the abuses that I've caused to myself and others, right? I'm a, responsible for being a, a liar, a cheater, manipulator, overseller, backend seller like my dad. I'm responsible. Then it came more into accountability of asking myself, what did I do to attract this to myself? And what am I supposed to learn from it? And that was a major transition over the last 16 years. And then recently I have a new evolutionary accountability definition, which goes beyond that attraction, the law of attraction, where in some respects I was taking, you know, too much power away from myself by saying that I did something to attract it. But instead, what I like to say accountability is, is what did I do to participate mm -hmm. in this perception? And what am I supposed to learn from it? Because, you know, I was abused at nine years old, sexually abused at nine years old. And I tried to take accountability 
and my therapist, which I didn't go to till over 50, right? I, I didn't think even through the work I've done, I didn't think that, that that was having any impact on my life, right? And then once again, my wife stood up to me and said, you know, you're always joking. I'm one of the few people on earth that know about this, but you're always joking around about it to me. That's not right. And so my therapist says, how in what world could a nine-year-old do something to attract such a horrific event? What, what, this is not, you're not accountable in that respect. But what I did learn through that is I participated in that perception. So what did I do to participate in the perception? What am I supposed to learn from it? Mm -hmm. Especially important in these most relative uh, relationships like being a father or a spouse. And then lastly, this idea of effectively communicate. Uh, initially it was how can I communicate better with others and be a motivator? And then it became, how can I be an inspirer? How can I live in spirit? And that paradigm shift for me was faithful in the respect that instead of trying to be more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy, a better father, I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am worthy. I am a great father. What am I doing to interfere with it? That paradigm shift is inspiration. And so that's where it started. I use five daily practices to evolve in taking stock in my values and living my life to pursue my potential. I want to know what that looks like. Boots on the ground, hands in the dirt when you're at home. So I know you had a lot of success before the point in the story, the inflection point that we started. You've had a lot of success since, but I know your life looks a lot different on both sides of that inflection point. I want to know what practices you have put into place, like really tangibly speaking at home to better balance. It's the age old question, work-life balance, right? Like we all struggle with what does that actually look like for us? What should that look like? What have you done to still be able to be that man, husband, father for your family, but also still achieve all the amazing success that you have so far? Yeah. And part of that success is behind me. This is not a green screen. This is my office. So uh, <laughs> there's a testament to what you can manifest for yourself. So for me, five daily practices, which I send to everyone, and you can email me your whole audience. I'll send my book. I'll sign it. I'll pay for the book and shipping, but I also will send these five daily practices. This is literally feet on the ground stuff. Number one, know your what. What do you want today? Just today, 24 hours. Remember, yesterday is all relative. The only thing that is not relative is the defining moments or inflection points, which you give relative meaning to. So that's the only defining moments of the past. The present, where we are today, is defined by 24 hours, which is a shared collective consciousness, a man-made construct. And we need to utilize those 24 hours today to take advantage of the infinite unlimited relativity of time in an infinite future of what I think I want. So every day I started off and say, what do I want personally, experientially, giving wise and receiving wise today in a trajectory to what I think I want in the short term, long term in the future? And I'm open minded to be a hypocrite that I'm going to learn lessons today and be open to changing my mind and changing my trajectory in the future. And so to that point, now comes my non-negotiables because I now know every day that I'm gonna spend a minimum amount of time 
on my health every day, a minimum amount of time with my family every day. So I spend a minimum of an hour a day on my health, a minimum of an hour and seven minutes with my family, a minimum, 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 a day, seven days a week without miss. Before I get to go you know, to a Super Bowl game, prioritization is health, then family, and then 10 minutes minimum on studying my calendar for my unwinding routine, my sleep, for activity I have planned and activity I don't have planned, the free space in my calendar, activity I get paid for, activity I don't get paid for. And utilizing this two hour and 17 minutes of non-negotiable time every day, leaving me, by the way, 21 hours and 43 minutes left over, right? Because people say, how do you have so much time? Dude, I got 22 hours and 40, 21 hours and 43 minutes every single day to do whatever the F I want. And I'm still healthier than most 40, 54 year olds. I'm there's where dyslexia really would help me, but I'm 54. So I'm more healthy than most 54 year olds. I am absolutely in the family construct succeeding with my potential and I'm utilizing as a student the mathematical equation of coincidence or luck because I have a methodology to pay attention to, focus in on what I want and give intention by doing, saying, thinking, feeling, and believing in a trajectory to what I think I want in the future. So number one, know what you want, knowing your non-negotiables. Two, know who you can help and who can help you. Once again, ties right into being a great father, great spouse, because I know who I want to help with what I want and prioritize that and who can help me. That means I can get there faster, living in radical humility. Then knowing my how is using the lenses of productivity of how much value I'm going to provide to what's most important to me and who's most important to me. How am I going to be most accessible to those that are important to me and what is important to me? And how am I going to access, receive what is important to me and who's important to me? And a lens of gratitude, which allows me to reconcile the 24 hours of man-made construct into finding the light, the love, and the lessons of what's worth it to me, meaning what's important to me. People, they get caught, the really nice, kind people, they never reconcile time and they fall into the trap of the majority of people who literally spend 80% of their time, their man-made constructive time on things that bleed them because they're in search of the light, the love and the lessons from people who, feed, who bleed them, not feed them. See, when you prioritize or reconcile time into gratitude, you're maximizing your time with the people that feed you. I'll give you an example of this. I used to take phone calls. I would have family dinners, which are one of the most important things to me in my life, to sit down with my entire family, all six of us. It's one of the greatest pleasures, joys, and rewarding things of my entire life. I used to step away to take phone calls. And one day my wife said to me, Dave, why? Why would you pay more attention to people that you barely know or you don't know to walk away from the people that you that feed you the most? I'm lost. 
This is what I was doing in my entire existence. I wasn't utilizing gratitude reconciled with time to prioritize what was important to me, who I could help and who could help me with what's important to me and how best to get it done. And when you do know your what, your who and your how, the fourth daily practice is know your now. See, if you know your now, you're more efficient, effective and statistically successful. Why? Because 100% of the things you do now get done. You can't forget it. It also is the most efficient way to do it and statistically successful way, because if you do it now, you literally save at least twice as much time because you don't have to think about doing it again and then actually do it again. So if you know your what, your who, your how, and your now, you now have the antidote to feeling overwhelmed. Oh, I don't have enough time. No, you have too many options, opportunities, and touches of favor within the context. You're actually blessed and should feel grateful that you feel overwhelmed. And instead of procrastination, prioritization becomes the antidote to not only procrastination, because you know what's important to you and you do it, but more importantly, it's also the antidote to feeling overwhelmed. You're not going to be one of those people that sit at work going, I should be spending time with my family. I said, I don't like this. And then you spend time with your family going, oh, shit, I got to work or I can't afford my family. This is the quandary of prioritization. If you know your what, your who, your how, and your now, you now are applying your why, not in search of something you already have. No more, I'm trying to get healthy. I'm trying to get happy. I'm trying to spend time with my family. No, you are. You just got to figure out what you're doing to interfere with it. So the fifth and final daily practice is identify the ego-based consciousness. What are you doing to interfere with it? You're angry, upset. You're guilty, resentful. You're offended. You're separate, inferior, superior. You're complaining. You're judging. You're putting conditions on people. You're worrying. If you can learn to identify what you're doing to interfere with your potential as the greatest father of all time, you actually will statistically become one of the greatest fathers of all time. You actually will have more than enough of everything, including time to accelerate in a trajectory of what you think you want, but receive even more. So instead of being punished, as you stated earlier, in a world of not enough, you now become promoted and protected, not even for you, but through you, for the most important people, places, things, circumstances, and events that are blessing you every single day. So if you utilize these four values in the five daily practices of what, who, how, now, and apply your why, I promise you, you will find there is more than enough time to have whatever you want during the 21 hours and 43 minutes on top of your non-negotiable time that you spend every day on your health, your family, and the studying of your coincidences, your luck, or your future. David, you managed to blow my mind in a very short amount of time. I'm pretty impressed, man. That's that's incredible. That mindset mindset shift of what am I doing to prevent myself from being what I already believe myself to be, that's that's massive. David, I want to be respectful of your time and get you out of here. What? Where's the best place to find you, follow you? Where do you want to send people? Yeah, if everybody can email me directly, that's the best place, right? Because I like to answer everyone personally. I'm very efficient, but I'd like to send you my daily practices. I'd like to send you my book. I'll sign it, send it to you, pay for shipping. I'll give you the book and shipping, don't worry. Uh, but please, I'm trying to empower more people 
to be happy. I'm trying to empower people to be better fathers. I'm trying to help people. So reach out to me, david at dmelzer.com. If you forget the email and you forget to reach out to Brendan who'll give it to you, then just Google my name, David Meltzer, and you'll find me, david at dmelzer.com. Brendan, thank you so much. Remember everyone, be more interested than interesting. Be kind to your future self and do good deeds. I appreciate everyone. Thank you. We appreciate you, David. After hearing you speak through it, man, I'm even more honored now to receive that gift of your time. I know how intentional you are with it. So thank you, brother. We'll stay in touch. Let's do this again. Thank you, Brent. Take care. All right. See you, David. All right, everybody. That's it. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, do me a huge favor and subscribe to the show or leave us a rating and review. We can't thank you enough for your support. Until next time, remember to love and lead from the front. See ya.